welcome to season two of Pasco Podcast, a series where we discuss leadership and public service. We'd like to thank our sponsors, the 550,000 plus residents of Pasco County, as represented by the Board of County Commissioners. It's through their trust and empowerment of our workforce and leadership team that we're able to bring you this podcast. We created this podcast to help public servants build leadership skills and leverage them for success by sharing the experiences of our peers. Hi. I'm Dan Biles, and welcome to our 16th episode of Pasco Podcast. Join us today is Building Construction Services Director Roy Major. Did I pronounce that right? Major. Major. Okay. And Debbie Building Official Ray Blanco. And I think that's easy enough. I probably got that one right. So thanks. So thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate that. Um, you know, we want to have a conversation about kind of public service and leadership and how that kind of intertwines and works together. And you all have a unique experience today because you're kind of in the compliance business, right? You know, you work compliance, protecting public health and safety by, you know, compliance with Florida building codes. So that's pretty prescriptive to a certain extent sometimes. So you have a little bit different perspective than, say, when I had uh, Keith in here from Parks and Rec, uh, you know, or Marcy in here from Community Development. So really interested to hear, you know, kind of your perspective. So as we get started, can I give us a little short brief kind of um, who you are, where you're from, and how you got to Pasco County? And either one can go first. I'll go, Ray. <laughs> All righty. Um, uh, again, Roy Major, the administrative director from Building Construction Services. About half of my career, I've been in the private sector, about the other half of the public sector. And my public sector experience is from the Water Management District, where I was planning director, and also over the uh, water control structure operations and land management. And also with Hillsborough County. Uh, as the director of their uh, development services plan review. I'm a certified planner and a professional engineer. Um, and in the private side, I was more in the, been in the land development business, uh, doing predominantly horizontal planning, land planning, and horizontal construction. Right, right, which, which we have quite a bit going on here right now. Well, we really do. We really yeah, do. So. Um, I kind of joke, but maybe not so funny <laughs> that we are the – Probably one of the busiest departments of our type in the world. I think we we probably are in competition with with the Carolina Triad right. as well as uh, the Houston, Dallas, or Dallas Fort Worth area, right. and maybe Phoenix, Scottsdale. But among those four, we're we're right in there. Yeah, Tampa the Bay region's really really exploding right Absolutely. now. Absolutely, all right. Um, Raymond F. Blanco Jr., Deputy Building Official for Building Inspections. Uh, my parents are, are Cuban. Okay. I was born in Miami, Florida. Uh, married to my beautiful wife, CJ, uh, <laughs> a great daughter, 15-year-old daughter, teenage daughter. Uh, my background, uh, I've got a bachelor's in architecture, uh, master's in construction management. Uh, as, as far as I currently hold the uh, Florida Certified General Contractor's License and my Building Code Administrator's License. Okay. Uh, about 20 years in the private sector. I was lucky enough, fortunate enough to uh, work for some great architectural firms, engineering firms, and general contractors. And uh, for uh, about four years, a little bit over four years ago, the opportunity opened up to join Pasco County. And that was one of my things where I had not, I've dealt with the government, you know, mm -hmm. submitting plans, having my plans reviewed, requesting inspections but not working for government so i said i'll let me let me try and uh the opportunity came up and i joined pasco county as the deputy building official and uh love it it's it's great uh so now i can help others 
within Pasco County, uh, within the Pasco County organization and outside the construction industry. Yeah, and you mainly focus on the inspection piece, right? Yes. Okay, I think yes. I understood that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so that's out in the field, 740 square miles of contractors all over the place. Yes, yes. It's it's uh it never gets boring. It's always changing. It's uh it's a great team of inspectors. Um very specialized team of, of uh, licensed professionals. Right. Yeah. So we got two engineers. One's a planner. So, I mean, but engineer, registered engineer, and an architect here today. So it's going to be a little different conversation than when, when we have some others in here. But that's good. And really to underscore your point about the level of, of business that we have, Dan, and, and, and Ray's group just does such a ridiculously good job. They, they average about... I know we now have about fourteen hundred inspections a day. It's 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 a lot of right. inspections, and uh, luckily we've we've found uh, we've been able to recruit new new inspectors. Right. I mean, uh, right. it's always nice. Be you know, maybe a couple of years back it was hard to find people to join. Right now, it's not just people that want to join Pasco County, but qualified people yeah. right, that right, want right. to join. So it it's a nice change. Yeah, and we got in, in most of the work we have going on is pretty good. Yeah. yeah, a lot of good, solid contractors out there doing a lot of work. Now they have the same labor shortage as everybody else has, too. For, for so, sure, for sure. Know, and so I know that impacts what we do. Um, you know, and so that's a, you know, having to deal with, you know, your guys and gals are in the field all the time, or doing plan review where you're telling people no. Right. Yes. And so yes. how do you? No, that's not that's not on the sheet. But we'll get into the leadership from a leadership perspective. How do you train your team to to not only Make sure that the compliance piece, the you know the public safety piece, mm -hmm. is there, but help the contractors, designers, yes. and you know work through that to get to where they can finish and walk away from a job. How do you do that? Well, I I don't know any other way, but I I, I just trying to keep it real, um, and 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 you know kind of identify the situation and, 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 and just talk through it with people. And, and, um, I don't know, there's any leadership style or any particular, you know, a prescriptive thing you read out of a book to, to apply. I, th I think it's just, everything's case by case and just being <clears throat> very logical and, and just real in your approach, you know, on, on the very beginning of, a, of the intro, the discussion was, um, you know, it's fairly prescriptive. And so it's a little different take than others. The easy stuff is prescriptive. Um, it's the difficulty is when it's, it's not, and it's on the fringe and what we're happening in Pasco is because there's so much work and so much growth. The folks on the fringe are getting more work. Mm -hmm. And so we have more folks on the fringe. Right. Uh, and so how do we, you know, to address your question, how do we deal with those folks on the fringe and how do we help them comply? And, 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 it's just it's just being as upfront. Uh, the word transparent is 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 used quite often, but and just to let them know where we're coming from. Here's what you need to do to be in compliance with what we're doing, and just being very upfront and and very frank about about what the situation is to get them in compliance. And and I don't any any deviation from that is is where you try to interpret or make a special case or thing that that's where things can really go south. Um, and, and so a direct answer to your question is, is just being really 
upfront and just very kind of, I don't know, real about the situation with the contractors and really with, with our employees about what's going on around them, what's going around in the community and how their work truly impacts the community and, 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 and just again, being very factual and very upfront about, about what right. the situation is. Okay. Uh, for me, I, I, I think it's a servant leadership style uh, to, to help others, to serve others before myself. And the others are my team members. Uh, it, it's a great team. It's a specialized team of uh, licensed professionals. You know, we've got the four trades, the building, electrical, mechanical, and plumbing. Some, some even have the uh, multi-trades licenses. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like a, the, the SWAT team of inspectors. Right. And, you know, yes, it is difficult because it's a regulatory agency and you're, 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 you're sometimes saying you're, you're failing an inspection right. or, or rejecting something, a letter. And uh, you don't always have a happy camper. But if you, you know, they're able to do it in a professional manner and then they – they they help the contractor. They they explain. They take the time, and by caring and, and taking the time to care for my team, it uh, it you know gets them what they need. It helps them uh, perform. It gets them more engaged. They 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 are more engaged, and they take the time to care about their performance, their job, what they're doing, and. It, it turns into better customer service, right. which is one, you know, one of the values of service excellence. Right, right. So. Yeah, and 1,400 inspections, that's you know, it's kind of tough to take a stop it is, and take a is, breath, right? It is, very, so. it is tough. It is, a, it is a great group, but it's always moving. It's always right. moving, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to represent that group. Right, yeah. right, right, right. And so from a, you talk kind of through your leadership philosophy from a servant leader perspective, you know, and um, – you know, that's one thing we've talked a lot about here uh, in Pasco County. Uh, but, you know, kind of royally administrative side, how do you work that in the office and around the groups there and then dealing with the other county agencies, right? Because you're, you're working not just building, but you have to work with purchasing and other county departments too. I, I do. Um, and, and we all we all do. Um, you know, I don't know what servant leader means. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I, I didn't read that book. But um, – you know, we, 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 we get a situation and we, we, we identify a process that's not working. We identify uh, an issue that maybe perhaps even inspection raise group may bring to our attention. And, and I ask people's input and we, we, we get a lot of input and then we make a decision and we go and, and, and fix it or, or, we, or we attempt to. Right. And, and along that path of, of addressing an issue – is is we look for folks to collaborate with and you, you mentioned purchasing if they can help us if we need to outsource something to address uh, staffing deficiency or something like that we we reach out and, and get that internal stakeholder uh, to, to to help us and get in the boat to solve it but but I mean how I go about it is 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 just try to listen to folks uh, who give us the input try to identify you know that that issue are we getting that from multiple sources yes it is an issue all right, let's put together a plan. Let's get some input on the plan. And to me, my role is is get input and let's make a decision and let's go do it. Um, and 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 I think that's how we, right? You know, that's what I impress upon my people. Yeah, and uh, and 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 I'll say we 
we don't necessarily always use the catchphrase servant leadership because you're right. There's a lot of different definitions of that. We just like to demonstrate that through the way we act and the way we deal with people. And a lot of what you talked about is how you do that, right? And so, uh, and so, and so I think for the first several years here, I never even used the term. I just wanted to make sure people understood what it really meant, that how you did that and how you acted through that. So, so as back as you think back in your career. You know, you know, you lead a group of inspectors, you lead a group there in, in, in BCS. You know, when and how did you realize you wanted to lead others and wanted want to kind of take on that role? I mean, for me, it, it's it's just a, a, a career realization that if you want to achieve certain things in your in your career, if you want to hit certain professional goals and and and. Uh, you're going to have to assume a leadership role to some degree. You know, very few people are such extreme subject matter experts that that they they you know kind of attain a high goal or a high level of, of career achievement just kind of by themselves off in a little group. You know, and so just by realization, you'd have to take on more responsibility, which involves leading and and managing large groups of people. And so it's just just became nothing I did. Consciously, it's just to, to to continue to achieve you know professional goals. I, f- I found myself in in leadership positions. I, I think for me, it started in in military school. I know okay. a lot of people have that you know, military background. Right, right, right. For me, it was military school in uh, uh, first grade, where uh, I seemed to excel, and I, I not intentionally, but I, I tended to gravitate towards the leadership role in the rank. And as I, I grew older uh, and, and and progressed in the levels of, of my grade, I also progressed in the ranks and it got to a point where I had a higher rank than, than kids o- older than me right. at the time. Uh, and then uh, that, that kind of transferred over into adult you know, adulthood and, and, and I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed leading and helping and making, you know, making a difference. Right, right, right. So as you kind of look back and, and in terms of mm-hmm. leadership, who's kind of been the biggest influence on in how you lead and deal with other people? Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, in, in, my, in my career, I've been in a situation where I've had exposure to the executive staff of, of, of the organizations I've been in. And then even in like some publicly traded companies I worked in for whatever circumstances, I had a lot of exposure to the, to the CEOs and COOs and, and that is inclusive in, in the private the public sector, excuse me. I've had a lot of uh, access to the County administration and really I just observe and, and see things that, that I respect about how those people carry themselves and how they handled certain issues and try to observe what went well in certain initiatives and try to incorporate that into my style. And then the, to the contrary of that trade is, is things I, I didn't think went so well. And, and why did that happen? And, and try to not repeat what didn't work. Right. And so I, my answer to that is really observing leaders whom I've been exposed to and, and respect their styles. Okay. Uh, for me, on the on the personal side, it's uh, my mom and dad. Okay. My mom emphasized uh, honesty and and helping others, caring for. Her. I mean, truly great person. She, you know, when you say uh, how 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 are you, she really meant like how are you feeling? How can I help? How? Uh, and my dad, his thing was uh, hard work and stressed education. Uh, 
big time. Uh, he, uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, I remember my graduation day uh, for the bachelor's degree in architecture. As soon as we walked out of the reception hall, I said, you know, here, here you go. And his response was, uh, when are we getting our master's? <laughs> and, uh, you know, not in, in a positive way. And I continued and uh, was able to get my master's degree in construction management. And that was one of my proudest moments in my life when I was able to achieve that degree and and hand it to him and say, here, here you go, because it was something he was so adamant and he mm -hmm. cared so much about. Um, so uh, professionally, uh, Marcel Morlote, a uh, an architect that I worked with in Miami early on in my career and uh, very, very knowledgeable guy uh, in design, in building code and construction. He was very uh, adamant about construction, that, you know, passionate about construction. And, uh, you know, when you look at him, super sharp guy, didn't matter if it was a regular day or casual, you know, looked super sharp, uh, represented himself great. The type of guy that you would say, well, I, I want to be like that guy. So those are my professional. Okay. No, that's personal. great. Yeah. I, you hear a lot of, you know, parents and relatives oh, yeah. as part of that is, is, is people, you know, grow up and they learn in through observation, as you mentioned of, of how other people are leading or organizations or groups of people. Um, you know, y'all as a group, uh, you know, kind of, you know, we went into the pandemic 18 months ago, 19 months ago now, almost 20 months ago. Right. And, you know, everything kind of stopped on pause for a little bit. And then it went from like zero to a hundred in your group. You know, you, you actually went and doubled the amount of work you were doing two months after the pandemic started from what you were doing the month prior. So as you look at how you lead through changes and challenges like that, uh, what's some lessons that you'd like to share of how you deal with those kinds of things? And Roy, you came on and they were in the middle of that, right? It, it Trying to deal with the doubling of residential permits, the 25% across the board increase in permits and everything else, in addition to trying to, to implement some new things from the state level and, and things into the program. How do you how did you deal with those challenges to work through that, you know, in some maybe some lessons to share? Yeah, I I I you know, was on the private side um, when the bulk of that happened. And, you know, clearly that was a shocker that nobody knew what was going to happen. And on the private side, I'm sure it was similar here that, geez, is our business going to totally go away? You know, is our way of life going to change? And then, Dan, as you said, it, it yeah, it changed, but it, it like it doubled. Right. <laughs> and so as, 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 as nuts as that was, um, what you really got to get into uh, a much more active a much more active role and you got to change. Um, and in my opinion, you got to change from, uh, I guess, you know, kind of leader to much more management, active management. When you're, when you're walking your floor, you're talking to your employees, you're letting them know, Hey, here's what's happening. Here's, here's what we see occurring. Here's what we're doing, um, to adjust to the situation. And you really have to communicate that, you know, on a, in that, in that time, you know, at a, a, a daily basis, even I was gonna say weekly, monthly. Now you gotta get, you gotta let people know what's going on day to day and what's happening. So that, that becomes kind of an emergency management situation, um, 
where where you're making calls on the fly with the best available data. Uh, maybe there's a little less collaboration because you have to make decisions so quickly. But uh, an answer to your question is, boy, you really got to step into active kind of communication role right. and make sure everybody is on the same page as much as possible in, in that, you know, kind of quasi crisis situation. Right. And we kind of went from a, whether you're on the private side or the public side from a, we don't know what's going to happen, tap the brakes, you know, and then all of a sudden, boom, you know, the, the lights came back on and, and, you know, we weren't just going back to normal. We were doubling and tripling the work we were doing. So on the, on the inspection side, y'all saw it pretty quickly. For for inspections, there was that brief halt of what's going to happen. What are we doing? Is How are we doing? However, you know, we were able – uh, work-wise, the inspections continued. The uh, we we were able to to obtain uh, protective supplies. You know the masks, right. the hand sanitizer, uh, even the shields. Um, being flexible was the the big thing that that helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, adjusting and and uh, even the way the inspections were done. Certain inspections were done in person with the social distancing. Other inspections were done with the use of technology and the uh, the virtual inspection, uh, the view specs that we're using, right. the numbers, the, the numbers went skyrocketed with the right. virtual inspections. Um, but it seemed that after that short, you know, moment, it, 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 like if nothing, nothing, you know, it, it was it was just like a, a an increase, a continued, mm-hmm. everything kept increasing. Yeah. So in your your team. You know, if they touch down in an office here, it's for just brief moments yes. in the morning or in the afternoon, right? And then yes. they're gone. Yes. So as part of that, how do you, you know, you use leadership, work with them to make sure they're continuing to update and train and, and work well with your the customers that are out there? Uh, uh, the big thing is communication, whether if you're not sitting in front of them directly or, or presenting or uh, that, that you're e- either by phone, by email or by text. Uh, and, and, and for me really making the effort to take the time and, and listen and listen to them. Uh, I, I know sometimes I'll get, oh, you're taking notes, you're taking, notes. uh, because it's important for me to, to make sure I don't miss anything. Right. If you're, if we're talking that, that I catch everything, uh, because I, I do want to know what, what are you saying? What, I don't want to miss anything. So knowing what they need and how I can help mm-hmm. is, is critical. How did the all of this impact how you actually dealt with the person as opposed to the employee, right? How did that, how'd that change? Well, you really got to think about it uh, clearly that, that, you know, that that person's spouse or children, you know, especially children as, as school went remote and, and some schools did a better job of that than others. So, so mom and dad became teachers and, and how, how that individual task influenced people and how they behaved at work. And so you really had to, to understand where those employees were. Uh, did they have, you know, elderly parents are taken care of. Can they get supplies there? Those folks, medical supplies, just, and just, just two examples I, I just made up, but were, were things that, that certainly were encountered. And so it's a good, it's a point well made that in that situation, you really had to think about those external things and how that was impacting the employee's performance. And, and if some of those things weren't going so well, then, then, you know, you had to, you had to work with that and understand that. 
um, and perhaps treat that person a little differently than you would under normal times. Right. Right. Well, it goes back to your point you made earlier about, you know, treating the individual as the individual, right? And that everybody's got a little different story. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So in, in, in your, in, in your world, they were still coming to work. They're still yes. getting out in the field and doing the work. So how did that? And uh, we and, did, and we did have some, some of the older staff that, that concentrated on the video inspections. Right. So that could have been done remotely. Yep. So, um, okay. So as you work through with your teams and stuff, how do you continue to, uh, you know, build your leadership skills to, to lead your teams, uh, both, you know, professionally and, and personally, how do you continue to work and to develop your own skills from a leadership perspective? Um, you know, what, what I, I just learn a lot by observation, right. you know, I, I, I really do. Um, and how I develop, you know, my skills is, is, I don't know, I, I, I watch my, you know, church pastors, I watch community leaders and, and I, I just have never been one to get, uh, a lot of ideas from, from publications, uh, or things like that. I just find observing how people conduct themselves in real world experiences and then perhaps studying how that went. Um, and then incorporate those things into how I, how I approach situations really. Um, and I'm constantly watching, <clears throat> excuse me, constantly watching and observing my employees and, and folks who, uh, you know, have some have have some leadership tendencies, or seem that 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 we want to encourage to to be leaders and, and move within the organization, and just constantly looking for, hey, how did that person you know behave under a certain a certain situation where they were under duress, or or how did they communicate in a, to another employee under adverse circumstances, and and even I might purposely put them under pressure and see how they handle that. And, and folks who react in a positive way, then to continue to, you know, give them responsibility, suggest some training, uh, some management training or leadership training that, that they may benefit from. But I, I really feel I derive quite a bit from just watching other people and just mm -hmm. seeing how they handle themselves under pressure with their interpersonal skills with others. And, and I, I think that's, that's really personally served me well, I, right. I believe. Okay. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, for me professionally, uh, being part of the uh, leadership programs or seminars like the, uh, like the fourth dimension uh, leadership workshop, the uh, Six Sigma yellow belt or the, uh, the Sterling, mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it's, it's, it, it helps to, uh, to increase my my knowledge of leadership styles, uh, personally, on a humorous note, uh, I sharpen my leadership skills with uh, with my teenage daughter. You know, teenage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and on on Sundays, my wife and I uh, teach Sunday school okay. to to three year olds. Okay. So. Well, that's got to yeah. be yeah. fun rodeo. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife always says, "Hey, they're they're only three years old." <laughs> Come on, guys, stay in line. Yeah, well, and, and Roy, as you mentioned the observation, so much of what is in book is based on what people observed anyway, right? I guess that's true. You know, yeah, so, I guess that's true. <laughs> they didn't get written unless they observe it first, mm -hmm. right? And and, mm -hmm. and when you can observe it in a real world situation, you can kind of see all you know 
you see all the messy stuff that goes along with it, not just the clean stuff that ended up in a in a book somewhere, right? You know, so it's a lot. True. It, it's really sometimes good just to sit back and watch. True. Uh, those introverts appreciate that, right? <laughs> Where you can sit back and watch and just watch the world and see how they deal with stuff. So, so how, you you mentioned a little bit, Roy, about how to to kind of raise leaders and develop uh, leaders on your team. Uh, but let's talk a little bit more. How do you, you know, want identify those? And you mentioned that a little bit, but also then then train and develop them into leaders so that they can eventually, because ultimately, you know, they're going to want to, we, we need to develop our replacements, right? So how do you do that with your teams? For sure. You know, and I, and I, I, I think about that all the time about, about, you know, replacing me and, 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 and significant supervisors in, in the, in the group that if, if, if a replacement is needed, how do we compensate for that? And so, you know, really to, to try to find opportunities, you know, to, to further collaborate with other work groups, you know, is, is a great way to develop, you know, leadership and interpersonal skills is, is bigger, broader, you know, more projects with more responsibility and, and actively seek those opportunities for those employees. And, and, you know, you give them a chance to, to succeed in that. And, and, and I, I like to tell my employees that my job is, is to kind of, to kind of clear the deck in front of them and, and let them do their thing. And so when you get, when you get employees that look like, look like they, they have that desire is to, is to give them some additional responsibility, give them additional projects, and then put them in a chance, give them a chance to succeed, put them in a position they can do well um, and feel good about that and just kind of continue that. Um, and, and so when, you know, we, we, we have the opportunity to promote them, move them up, certainly give them every chance to do that. And so, uh, you know, again, it's, it's, it's really, it's observation and, and giving them a chance, putting them in a chance to succeed and then giving them every opportunity, uh, uh, to, to succeed and then, and then giving them chances to move up in the organization. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, for me, uh, I make it a point to uh, to care and and take the time to to listen to what you know my team my team members are, are saying. Uh, get to know them, uh, their strengths or weaknesses, what they what they're capable of, what they're struggling with, or what they're excelling at. Uh, if I do spot someone that is 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 good for, and and is heading towards that leadership role, I'll I'll I'll, I'll try to share as much as possible and not just. You know, share my my experiences of what has worked, what hasn't worked, and and try to guide them as much as possible so they can, uh, they can they can go higher in the in the, you know, in the leadership roles. Right, right. Okay. No, that's great. That's great. Yeah, and we all have to work on that, right? Because at some point, somebody they're going to need to replace us, right? That's that's what we need to be working and developing that over time. So, kind of as we wrap up, any last minute. Tools, thoughts, wisdom you want to share with uh, the listeners of of how you work uh, and lead uh, your various teams and, and the people around you. Well, something that 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 I, I think I probably uh, need to improve on, and and I'm working on, and would and and we working with my employees uh, is is that more kind of day to day situational communication, situational awareness that. You know, and especially in such a dynamically changing community as Pasco, and everybody is, is is well aware of many of the economic development projects that are coming, and and the construction and and expansion that's upon us. 
our business and our business type is literally changing every week where we do so much single family now. That's probably going to continue, maybe plateau, but we're going to get a wave of commercial that's just unprecedented. That that's well documented. Point being is 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 to communicate more frequently about about big picture things. You know, and we're going to see this quantity. We anticipate this quantity of commercial coming in. You know, here's what to expect in your jobs, and and communicate a little more certainty about about what's on the near term and longer term horizon uh, is something I'm going to work to to do better at. And perhaps it's a good idea for everybody to think about as well. Right. Okay. Uh, for me, as, as far as words of wisdom, uh, I'd say to, to, to be grateful and positive, uh, to, to, to be positive and keep uh, keep stay focused on positive changes that you you have made right. to the organization or, or positive changes that that are in place and not get bogged down with any roadblocks or any setbacks just to get back up and, and keep making the changes to be present and uh, keep keep caring keep wanting to make a difference right right yeah yeah we you, know, you talked about the positive you know we recently, you know, went through the this uh, little Sterling Explore, you know, mini mm -hmm. kind of assessment, and they came out with forty-seven things, half of which were positive, and half of which were opportunities for improvement. I won't say weaknesses or negative, yeah. but in in as a group, we managed to kind of put the positive stuff over here on the side, and, and dialed right in on the on the the opportunities for improvement, right? The weaknesses areas, and, it, but we need to remember this. This is the stuff we're doing well. We need to keep doing it. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm, exactly. I'm that. big, big into metrics. Uh, super proud of the the inspectors. Uh, keep track of the the employee engagement survey mm -hmm. and the customer satisfaction, right. customer service, and uh, you know, looking at the percentages, they've gotten better, right. both of them. So it, it says that the the employees are happier. They're, they're yeah. performing better. They they're more engaged. So it. it it's a big plus. Yeah, you know, and they're out there telling people that they got to fix that. When when you can right? see the I mean, difference, so it's, it, it's nice. Yeah, it's it, it's a little different than the normal, right? Because they're out there telling people they have to fix stuff. Yes. Yeah. 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 They're not. They don't always deliver good news. Yeah, they don't always. Uh, but you see the difference, and you're even getting feedback from the contractors. Uh, right. uh, which which uh, a rarity. A contractor took the time to send in a comment card uh, thanking. Uh, the inspector for failing him because he took the time to explain why he failed right. and uh, the construction method and how to and it was something that veteran roofer did not you know did not right. know so huh. he he took the right. time to thank right. and it was a fail right all right so right right cool well good so thank you for that got some final questions for the lightning round all right yeah, if you watched all the videos you know yeah so just quick answers right. just kind of gets let, let's the audience know a little bit more about a little more about us and, and, and what you do or and who you are but so i'll start off with an easy one texting or talking 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 i'm definitely a talker yeah yeah i would say we spent what three hours in a car <laughs> Yeah, going a good trip, good trip. So, what's your favorite holiday? I mean, we're in the holiday season now, but that's not always everybody's favorite holiday. Uh, it's a mix between Thanksgiving, you know, the whole being right. being grateful right, and remembering, right. be grateful for everything, everything, right. uh, and Christmas. Okay, so this we're right in that window. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's 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 funny. I'm I'm totally different. You know, I'm Fourth <laughs> of July. You know, okay, just Fourth of July, summer. It's wide open. 
I don't know. I, I just, 4th of July to me is more of a celebration, man. Right. You know, and so that's, I don't know. Fireworks. Fireworks. Hot dogs, apple hot pie. Hot dogs, you know, family, friends. Right. Same stuff, yeah. just different time of year. A yeah. lot of very similar stuff, yeah. right? So, so, so this is one I'm going to have to watch out. You know, Parks and Recs or The Office. I like both, but because of more years in the in the private sector, I, I'd say the office and a lot of the stuff that happens in there, it, it really right. does happen. It's just an exaggerated version of it. It's it's pretty darn funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's pretty darn funny. I've never seen an episode either one of those. <laughs> uh, you know, if it doesn't have a ball, I'm probably not watching that's, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm. I'm I'm a, from a big sports family, and so that's kind of all I do is watch sports right live and on TV. Right. Yeah, <laughs> baseball, right? Baseball kids. Yeah. 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 So dawn or dusk, morning or evening? I'd say I said for me morning. That okay. way you, you, you've got you've got the rest of the data right. ahead of you. All right. Good one. Um, no, I'm a dusk guy. Uh, <laughs> really am, and and that's you know I guess dusk is my time to you know, to kind of say goodbye to the day and, 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 you know, kind of reflect and prepare for the next day, I guess. Right. Right. Oh, that's great. That's great. Like I said, this, everybody learned a little bit about, a little bit about you, a little about. So what's the most, the place you most want to travel next or most want to travel? If you could go anywhere, where would you want to go? Uh, well, of course the answer is Las Vegas, but, but, um, <laughs> Something I'd really love to see uh, is is Egypt. Okay, yep. you know someday it'll be a better opportunity to go see Egypt, right? And and I want to do that for sure. Yeah, and the pyramids and all and the, the museums historic. is just yeah. an amazing thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so. even even you know to Iraq and and Mesopotamia and and you know I'm just fascinated by that part of the yeah, world. Yeah, I spent a few months across the river from Nineveh in Mosul, so that. Yeah, that was interesting. Didn't well, get, it wasn't, wasn't tourist stuff in de de yeah, destination, but yeah, you know, it was an interesting visit. We didn't. We actually drove by the the archaeological site. Is that right? And then when you go out the west side or the east side, you still drive through the old the old walls. Incredible. So and they're you know thick, monstrously thick. Incredible. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's interesting. Uh, for me, for years and years, it has been Egypt as well, uh, but. I enjoy you know, anywhere with with my wife. I mean, we really enjoy the the car trips. Right. So, um, basically, any anywhere with my wife. Okay. Yeah. Well, great. Well, hey, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for being here, All right, uh, Roy. Thank Ray, you. really, thanks for having you today. It was great. Uh, and I always want to say special thanks to our media relations team. They make this effort possible. You don't see them. They're all behind the cameras, but they do a great job, uh, the team there. And then thank you for joining us for this episode of Pasco Podcast. I'm Dan Biles, and until the next one. For more information on Pasco County government, please visit mypasco.net and check us out on Facebook and Twitter.